Okay, let's look at the Torah. Parshas Vayeshev. Parshas Vayeshev is a very famous parsha, as all parshas and parshas are. And we're going to try to bring out, um, we'll start with an interesting Kliyakar. An interesting Kliyakar. This is a first cousin to the interesting Ramesha Feinstein that we spoke about in Shul about Light's daughters. So I'm going to start over there. It's a fascinating tidbit of knowledge. Whoever knows it, it's nice to hear it again. And the Kliyakar says very similar. Ramesha says, it's in the Hakdamat, I think Chilik Tess or something, that uh, there was someone who had a dream. He was on his deathbed. They called in Ramesha Feinstein for whatever. And the man explained that as he was dying last night, he had a dream. And two old ladies appeared to him in a dream. The two old ladies were Light's daughters. And they explained to him that he, the man who was dying, had said negative about Lot's daughters. That not only do they do this terrible crime, but they tell the whole world about it. And Lot's daughters called this guy in the dream to tell him that you're going to die tomorrow a painful death. And the opposite. Lot's daughters were Zeicha to have godless that came from them down the road. Zeicha to Mashiach. How do they get that? Specifically because they didn't cover up what they did. Meaning, they did a terrible crime, and they could have said, hush hush, no one should know about this. They didn't. That's why they got the schar that they did. With that, very quick, we could have spent the whole night on that, but we already spoke about it once. With that quick understanding, we have the story in this week's parasha of Yehuda and Tamar. Or in conventional terms, we'll call it Tamar. Yehuda and Tamar. No, it's Tamar? People still say Tamar? Tamar. Mm-hmm. Tamar. People Tamar. still say Tamar. People call you really? Tamar. Yeah, okay. Real. Okay, the one person I know is a Tamar. What do you want from me? Okay, let's move on. So the Kliyakar asks that um, Yehuda was the king, was the Melech. And if we were to think in our you know, contemporary minds of you know, campaigns and image building, you know, any person who does anything, there you go, any person who does anything, you always have to be so careful about what people are going to think and what was the person's history. And if there was a negative history, you want to make sure no one knows about that. Yet, what happens over here? Yehuda had this terrible situation with his daughter-in-law. He comes along. He's about to burn her. She comes out and says, it's the man that these items are for. And Yehuda admits. Yehuda admits. Says the Kli Akar, shouldn't the Torah have concealed this horrible story for the sake of the Melech, Yehuda we know is Malchus, why does the Torah go along and explain in gory detail this terrible misdeed of Yehuda? Says the Kli Akar, says the Kli Akar, the exact opposite. And that's why I said that Aramayish is a beautiful, is a beautiful, uh, could I bother you to bring it to the kitchen and put a merch on there? Ben, Shkoyach, thank you. It says the Kliyakar, that's why, specifically the opposite. You know why he was Zeichet to Malchus? Because he admitted the truth to the world. Yehuda could have covered up, he could have, even if he had to admit, he could have figured out a way that not everyone would have known about it. Says the Kliyakar, because Yehuda, he did something wrong, he admitted it to the world, that is the reason that he was Zoyche to Malchus. Now this is something that the more we think about it, and the more we let it sit and you know, really seep into us, 
can really change us as people because when one does something wrong, what's the most difficult thing in the world to do? To admit we are wrong, especially guys. But anyone in the world, to admit we're wrong. And even when we admit we're wrong, how do we, how do we admit we're wrong? Like, I'm sorry. Let's move on to the conversation. Or, it won't happen again. Sports for supper. You know, we never want to actually delve. And I'm not saying it's healthy. No one wants to delve on, on the mistakes that they made. But we see from Yehuda is that sometimes a mistake is made and we can't just let it go. We messed up. We got to get out there and we got to say we messed up. You know where we learned this from? Fascinating. Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, the Torah ends. That what was Moshe Rabbeinu's greatest act? End of the whole Torah. End of the whole thing. What is the Koyach, the Yod Chazaka? That Moshe Rabbeinu broke the Luchos. This is something, if we didn't speak about it, one day we'll come back to. That's his greatest act? That he broke the Luchos? Because the point is, when something is wrong, to admit, this is wrong. This cannot be. Moshe Rabbeinu sees the party in front of him, sees the Eagle Azav, and he just says, this cannot be. That's his greatest act. For someone to see something wrong, have the Gevura, have the Godless to say this is wrong, that's incredible. Very, very difficult. And certainly when it's about yourself. So Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't about himself, but it was about his children, it was about Kali Yisrael. Yehuda, it was personal. It was about himself. And he still went and he admitted, I have this problem and I'm not going to cover it up. That is why he says the Kliyakar that Yehuda was Zeicha to Malchus. Once Ron, uh, you know, a first cousin, when we discuss this parasha, has lots of uh, issues. Issues. So we go to the beginning of the parasha. We go to Yosef at Tzadik. Yosef at Tzadik. We know all the connections to Hanukkah. But Ramosha Feinstein over here says something which I don't believe is focused on, not that I'm one to admit to comment what's focused on enough. But, you know, very often we talk about Nisiyanis and we in this room speak about Nisiyanis and we in this room speak about issues and challenges. And just last week, what do we speak about? We talk about where does Kalal Yisrael come from? Kisarisa, that we fight, that we're fighters, that even as we're fighting, that's how we get the name Kalal Yisrael. To digress for a moment, I, uh, I told someone this past week, sometimes it's good when you say over varts, because then when someone asks you a question, you actually have something intelligent to respond. And you don't just sit there saying, ah, bah, 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 bah. Someone is asking, he got into a very, very difficult situation. Very difficult situation. Well, uh, you know, details have been changed to protect their identity, although he's for sure not watching this. But either way, he was in a very bad situation. A very, very bad, low place. And it was a place that he was in in the previous part of his life, and he had gone back there. He had gone back there, which, you know, common, classic. And he asked the classic question. He said, oh, it's all for naught. The whole cookies crumbled. The whole building's destroyed. I was clean for X amount of time. Now it's all over. What's it all worth? What's it all worth? So he admitted it's obviously worth something. I'm alive. <laughs> Baruch Hashem, because the alternative wasn't that way. But what I said to him was, and necessarily quote, Sarisa and all the Jewish words because he wasn't at that place. But when we're fighting, that's who we are. When we're fighting, as long as you're fighting, if you're sitting there saying, I'm at this terribly low place and admitting you're at that low place, that means you're fighting. Why? Because if you weren't fighting anymore, you would just say, 
I'm done, finished. I'll see you, or unfortunately I won't. But that's the Nisyonis to fight. Ramosha finds in here, and I want to read you one word. Says Ramosha, She Yosef, Yosef Atzadik, Afalpi, Shayu Batuach. This is, of course, with the Maisa with Ishes Poitifar, and uh, maybe on Chavez will play out more. If you just think about the whole story, even our very elementary knowledge of the whole story, of the whole roller coaster, it's, it's wild when you play it out that this actually happened to a human being. And then, after anything, he's sitting there, and Asia's Botifar is coming to literally seduce him in private quarters. And what in the world is he going to do? Says Ramayshem that Yosef was Batuach Shaloi Yikoshal Bavira. Af Kishi Yishayersham. Ramayshem is Medayikim from the Psukim. We're not going to get involved. But Ramayshem says Yosef at Sadik was standing there, and he knew he's not doing this over He's not going to do it. He's fine. I'm not succumbing. Asia's Botifar, you could try to seduce me all you want. I'm not. Giving in. So what's the question? So what in the world did he leave his clothing behind and go run outside? Do you know that you're not going to sin, right? I think the way that we always play out the question, the scenario, the scene in our mind, is that he was so nervous, he's about to sin, and he wants to get out of there. So what does he do? Stop, drop, and roll. Literally. Runs outside, leaves his clothing behind, and it was worth it. Right? All the stories in the Gemara that we know, different Tanayin, Amarayim, that, that ran out and made themselves into utter fools. Why? So they don't succumb to Avera. And that's very true. But says Ramayisha, that's not what he believes. That Yosef at Tzadik was not going to do the Avera. Ach, mikol makoim, nas misham. He still ran away. Why are you running away? If you're not going to do the Avera, what are you running away for? Says Ramayisha, an incredible line. Mishom shekol adam sarich leilech mimakoim nisayin. You have to leave the place of temptation. Even when you know you're not going to sin. A place of temptation, a place of nisayin, a place of difficulty is not the place of a Jew. And then he says, bit strong words, this is not Ramesh's pen, this is based on his drushes, but assumingly he said it. And not like those, they think that Yoyser Mitzvah, it's a bigger Mitzvah, it's a bigger Mitzvah, I'll stay here and I won't sin and I'm even greater. Says Ramayisha, no. So first of all, we see that our messed up minds are obviously real if Ramayisha is saying people have that mindset. No, I'm okay. I'm beyond that. I'm not going to fall. I'm beyond that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to look there. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to get involved in that. But I'll just, I'll just be with them. But I'm not going to get involved in the conversation. I'll just, I'll just stay here. Says Ramayisha, no. It's not true. If it happens, okay, great. But if you have the ability to bypass the Nisayan, that is what we learn from Yosef HaTzadik. And the truth is, there's really two reasons why this Ramayisha is a must-known, incredible ingredient in our lives. Number one, which is I think the basic, is that when you say you know for sure you're not going to sin, what does that really mean? 100%? Obviously not, because half the times we end up, no, I'm never going to do it. Uh, Next time. I'm never going to do it. Uh, The time after that. That's number one. That's not what Ramesh is saying. Ramesh is saying, even when you know you won't do it, you're really beyond that. Maybe it's like, you know, you meet up with those like old, old, old friends and you're so beyond it, you're not doing it. Like you're so beyond it, whatever the it is. We're not getting involved in what the it is. Everyone has their own it. Says Ramesh, being there is wrong. Being in a place of temptation, of the of difficulty, is not the right place 
for a Jew. And therefore, what does one have to do in such a situation? Vayonos. You get up and you run. Now, obviously, we'll mention, you know, many people are wondering. Sometimes you have to be there. Sometimes it's a mitzvah to be in such situations. That's all true. Ramesh is not, you know, talking about any of that when you need to be in a place and you're helping, whatever that is. But it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a deep point to keep in mind that sometimes we're too quick to say, no, I'm not going to fall. Let's remember. Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef HaTzadik. How many people got the appellation? Big word. High school diploma. How many people? College diploma. How many people got the accolade? How many people got this wonderful title of HaTzadik? Not many. Not many. Yosef HaTzadik. We learn out about all Nisyanis from Yosef. And he, Ramesha is teaching us, was never going to sin. And he still said, I can't be here. And I had to run out of there. So anytime we're in a situation that we feel, no, it's okay, I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to whatever. We remember, we're definitely not as great as Yosef at Tzaddik. Or you know what, let's put Ramesha Feinstein in that boat also. We're certainly not as great as him either. And he is teaching us that even when you're 100% batuach, 100% certain you're not going to fall, you still are obligated to leave. And we're going to wrap this all up with the obvious question. We always try to make it a bit more practical is that these are very lofty ideals, as we often try to conclude. These are very nice, big ideas. Big ideas feel to admit when we make a mistake. Big ideas feel to run away, even when we know we're not going to sin. How is that possible? How is it possible? Okay, so uh, number one, obviously, it's called chizik, it's called inspiration, it's called getting together with the chavra, it's called having productive conversations, it's called taira, it's called tefillah, it's called all of the above. Okay, but now, more than that, how do, how do we get to a place that when we know we're going to be in that situation, we're going to leave? How do we get to a place that when we make a mistake, we're going to be able to get up and say, I made a mistake? I'll never forget, I had a, I think it was a seventh grade teacher. I'm just remembering this. This is, wow, this is a trip down memory lane. I think it was a seventh grade teacher. I think so. I don't remember his name, but he was quite strange. He wasn't Jewish, don't worry. He was quite strange. The first day of class, he walked in, he didn't talk for 20 minutes. It was odd, it was odd. But listen, we remember, so obviously something was good about it. But he said the following, a beautiful idea. He said, you know what happens when you mess up? He says, for example, he's talking to a bunch of 7th graders, a bunch of 13-year-old boys. You know, you walk into the room and you trip. You know, you trip, you drop the coffee in yourself. I don't think 7th graders are drinking coffee. Okay, you drop the... Yeah, uh, place I was in, trust me, there was no coffee. You drop the fruit punch on yourself. The Yahoo. That's probably Yahoo. That's more like it. Okay. You know, you put the, the, the straw on the Yahoo. Remember? Yeah, yeah. We're going, we're going old. We're going old over here. You put the straw in and it spurts all over yourself. He says, you know what you should do? Get up and say, I'm an idiot. Everyone laughs and you move on. Because you're a human being. We make mistakes. Sometimes we're so concerned with our own image that we're pretending that everyone's looking at us, we have to remind yourself, no, no one's looking at you. Calm down. You're like, oh my God, did everyone see that? Uh, no, 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 no one saw it beside for yourself. And if they did, and if they did, sometimes it's, I made a mistake. Just get up and announce it. I made a mistake. <laughs> I'll, I'll, say, I'll say a story about myself because it's not like a, it's such a godless story. Today we're learning in Kailo and uh, someone asked me a question and I answered him and a minute later I opened the Zafer and I was like, I'm wrong. It wasn't even like, you know, couldn't even like sometimes you try to like, no, there's another sheet. I was like, no, I was like, I'm wrong. I made a mistake. 
I'm not, I'm not saying that it, was such a, it wasn't a great story. It was one person was there. It was very easy. Ten minutes, I made a mistake to one person. You know. But even that, sometimes you just have to get up and say, I made the mistake. But how do we get to that place? You know what we're going to learn from? With this, we'll conclude. Is it, how did Yosef Atzadi get to this place? Yosef Atzadi. There you go. Yosef Atzadik. There's a chair right over here. Or you can take the couch. Yosef Atzadik. As we mentioned, his life was a roller coaster. A literal roller coaster. Sometimes we feel our lives are roller coasters. Just think about Yosef Atzadik. It was, it was a roller coaster. Okay. Okay, get him something warm. Get him something warm. He's pushing freezing. Get him something warm. I don't, know, I don't know if he wants that whole bottle. <laughs> there you go. Not that warm. Got to light up the fireplace. Maybe one week we should light the fireplace up. That'd be nice. That'd be nice around the fireplace. Advertisements. Fireplace. I like it. I like it. Okay. Fireside okay. Let's get there. Fireside cheer. People are gonna think we're serving it with food. Anyways, so. So, how did Yosef Atzadik get to this place? How was he able to get to this place? That his whole life, in all these crazy situations, he was able to continuously do what's right and never fall. So the Ramban quotes a medrash. And the Ramban quotes a Medrash that Yosef Atzadik, that he was considered one that was living with Hashem. And the Medrash says that whenever Yosef Atzadik would do something, there was a tefillah bepiv. He was shogar bepiv. Tefillah shogar bepiv is the Lushan. He always had a tefillah on his lips. Wherever he would go, and Rashim Shampinkis in the Sefer Sharm, but tefillah plays this out in graphic detail. Maybe we'll talk about all these things more. That he, wherever he went, he. Something's wrong if I'm still talking when I stopped. Yeah, that's weird. I'm sorry, Chavar, give me 10 seconds. Just if anyone actually is going to watch, that one person is going to feel like this is... Okay, let's wrap it up again. So Rosh Hashanah plays out this, and he says, he says, but what does it mean to feel a sugar bepiv? It's a little bit slow. What does it mean to feel a sugar bepiv? It means that whatever you do, Hashem is with you. It means that when you're walking into the business meeting, Hashem is with you. It means when you're about to have a drink, Hashem is with you. And in reality, if we think about it, it's true. You make a bracha. You kiss the mezuzah. Sometimes they say that, you know, the kid who is no longer affiliated, but he still walks out the room and he's, oh, shoot, I wasn't supposed to do that. You know, or you're in uh, an office building which doesn't have a mezuzah and you're, oh, there's no mezuzah there. So if we were actually to think we're doing constant actions all the time. And the more that we remind ourselves, and it doesn't have to mean saying, and it doesn't mean you have to walk around with that, you know, the, the triple bagged, <clears throat> you know what I'm talking about, the bag and the bag and the bag. Anyways, by the way, you don't need that because your, your pocket is a bag, but that, that's a halachic issue. But it doesn't mean you have to do any of those things. It just means the cognizance, Hashem is with me. What am I doing right now? I'm, I'm walking with Hashem. Yosef at Sadik says the Medjish was Tfilah Shogar Bepev. Wherever he would do, he would remind himself. And you know what happens if we do this? Then without us even realizing, we realize Hashem is with us. So hopefully, if we try to slowly expand God's presence in our life, a little bit, a little bit, once a day, twice a day, to remind yourself, whether it's any easy situation, a bad situation, don't wait for the problem. We're all too often, we wait for there to be a big issue, and then we're like, oh, now I have to work on... It's too late now. If you wait for there to be a big issue, you can't now remember Hashem. It's too hard. But if when things are easy, if on a regular day, we do these things anyways, if we just remind ourselves, 
we could slowly get to that level of a yes and a tzaddik. We could slowly get to the place of a tefillah shagar prepared. And we'll slowly get to realize that, hey, I'm doing this anyways. I actually do have some level of cognizance that God is part of my life. I am doing the right things anyways. So if we do those right things anyways, but we turn on our brain one little bit, not too much, we don't want to get a headache, just a little bit, a little bit of recognition, a little bit of cognizance, a little bit of realization, don't just say the words Baruch Hashem and thank you Hashem, but actually, what did I just say? You know, you get into that taxi driver with the, you know, in Eretz Yisrael with, with the, with the Chileni driver, huh? you know, Manish Ma, Baruch Hashem, as he, you know, just drove on Shabbos, you know, it's part of the language. Happens to be some of them mean it, so it's a beautiful thing, you know. But the more that we do that, that's the more that we'll be connected to Yosef HaTzadik. So to wrap everything up, we spoke about two beautiful points tonight. We spoke about the fact we'll admit when we do something wrong. We want Malchus. Who doesn't want Malchus? Yehuda. What is Yehuda? The Gibar. The Gibar Shebe Gibarim. The greatest. The Malchus. Where did his Malchus come from? Came from the fact that he was willing to admit he made a mistake. Number one. Number two. Says Ramesha, when we're in a situation and we're not going to mess up. I believe you. I really believe you. No, no, I really believe you. But get out of there anyways. But I'm really... I agree with you. You're not going to do anything wrong. It's not a healthy place for you to be. And how do we actually are able to get to those places? By slowly inculcating Yosef at Sadiq's trip. But trick. By slowly realizing Tefillah Shagar Repev. Hashem is part of our life. Slowly, in good situations. I found a parking spot. We could give all the millions of examples. We don't have to give the examples because then people are going to accuse us of being girly. But sometimes it helps as well. You know, all the cute stories. But it works. It works. Slowly realize that Hashem is part of our life. And then we'll realize that what's going to happen is that even in the difficult situations, we'll be able to make the right decision. And when we make a mistake, we'll say, I messed up. Let's move on. You're right. I didn't do the right thing. And you're right. I shouldn't be here. I'm going to try to leave. And slowly we'll be tapping into that wonderful nikuda, the detail, the midah of both Yosef HaTzadik and Yehuda the Melech and slowly become incredible big people.